Welcome to Hashtag Scripture, your sophisticatedly ratchet word delivery system. Call us Deliveroo because we are serving you the Kalechi, word. we're filming. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, just your big head. Mm-hmm. Now that I came to mind, Kechi, can you help us think of a name for um, our fan, fan base? You know, like you've got Beehive for Beyonce and you've got Rihanna Navy. We need a, we need a name for the Hashtag Scripture fans. So we've got to set up our Patreon. It has to be cool. Welcome to Hashtag Scripture, your sophisticatedly ratchet word delivery system. Call us Deliveroo because we are serving you the word, the word of God with extra sauce. This is just seasoning sauce, sticky icky sauce, wet sauce, lick every finger sauce twice and then use a wet wipe kind of sauce. On Hashtag Scripture, we discuss everyday topics informed by an everlasting God. Now, before participating, it is very crucial and really, really important that any medication that you need to take, you take it now, especially medication that pertains to the cardiac and respiratory system. We need you to take those medications. We need you to make sure that you are healthy before you listen to the podcast because we are not responsible for anything that might happen to you. I'm just saying. Me- saying, remember sure the people that will be at work nearly getting fired people driving nearly crashing not it's not it's We're not our ex- fault i'm sorry i can't help you i can't help you we can pray for you but that is it that is the most of our power before we go any further we're going to need you to share this with everyone you know no, okay that's too much that's too much that's why is it too much it's a lot it's a lot though, isn't it? no we need you to share it with the two people who you consider your bestest friends in the whole world and the two people that you consider your worst enemies wow. <laughs> in the whole world. Because if, why do you have enemies? Who are you? What is that about? Anyways, let's get into it. Let's get into let's it. Let's get it why all. I feel like I've got the wrong thing on. Let's get it all. Christian's a snack. Yeah, you. you do, because it's the wrong one. Because we're on episode two, and you're on episode three, and we should be on episode two. So I don't know what to say to you. Wow. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Okay, so let's get into it. The word on the street is, it's better to laugh than cry. Laughter is good for the soul. Laughter doeth good like medicine. But most importantly, God must be African or Caribbean. He must be Afro-Caribbean because the way the jokes and the shade and the gist is set up in the Bible, it's literally... The way the gist is set up? The way the gist is set up in the Bible, it can only be from somebody who's highly melanated. I can't think of any other way in which somebody who is not highly melanated, highly melanated can form the gist like this, can pattern the jokes like this, can throw shade like daggers. When the Bible's talking about the sword and the word and the spirit, it was God's mouth and <laughs> the jokes and the gist because whether he'll throw the shade in this Bible, no, it's too much. So we're talking about, we're going to share our favorite funny bits of the Bible. And it's good because the Bible is not all doom and gloom. One of the things that people like about us is that we're quite fun and lit and we seem happy. If we do say so ourselves. We're happy Christians, right? So the Bible is not all doom and gloom. The Bible has some comedy gold because God is not only the father of comedy, but he's also an African parent. And we are going to go into all the funny things that he has said, all the funny stories, all the shade, all the jokes all the everything. It's going to be funny, guys. You need Galactic to literally just be careful because you were actually quiet. We cried several times. Can I, ask, can I actually also just make another disclaimer? Because I know that Tina has just said that laughter is like medicine, but that doesn't discount the fact that you will need that heart medication with <laughs> you because especially for this episode, it may be like a bit more, just, just be safe. It's not that kind of medicine. Yeah. Cool. So let's get into it. Films. Oh, did we introduce ourselves no we didn't because we never do because we just assume that you know us already obviously we are super famous and we don't need to introduce ourselves like do you know what i mean no jk well i'm for me and i'm tina and this is hashtag scripture welcome 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 before we start do you want to dedicate this episode 
<laughs> we want to dedicate this episode to our spiritual father. No, <laughs> our spirit- no why are you joking? It's not even a joke. He's not our spiritual. It's actually real truth. Okay, no, he's why is he our truth? spiritual father? He is why actually not? our spiritual father. We are dedicating this episode to Kev on stage, the father of Christian comedy and just comedy in general. He's so funny. His Instagram page, guys, if you haven't followed him, follow him now and DM him and tell him that hashtag scripture sent you. Kev on stage on Instagram, How Facebook. He is hilarious. So we're dedicating this episode to him share it with him please share it with him just you know just because it's dedicated to him all these christian jokes that he'll be cracking just naturally it's just so us spiritual daddy adopt us please i beg (laughs) spiritual daddy daddy like adopt us not that kind of daddy sorry wow wow okay so humor in the bible mainly stems from the fact that god and the people of God don't actually respect anybody ever, anywhere. They're not capable of respect. So that is why there's so much comedy in the Bible. There's so much sarcasm, mockery, straight out just cussing and ridiculing people in the Bible. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like you'd actually think, like if you didn't know any better, you'd think it was like TMZ. You mm-hmm. wouldn't even know that this is the holy scripture of God. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even know if you didn't know any better. The Bible doesn't take itself as seriously as we take it sometimes. Like sometimes you read it and we're like, oh. But really, there's actually stuff that God intentionally means for it to be funny, and you're supposed to laugh. But because we're so holier than thou and we're so pious, we forget that humor is actually a thing, mm. and that Christians are actually allowed to laugh. <gasps> Can you imagine? Oh my gosh, this is like breaking <laughs> news, guys. <laughs> Seriously, this mm-hmm. is breaking news. But it's real, and it's really, really true. So, <clears throat> rather than reading the Bible like it's sober fest. What is that? Your what in no way? Solemn fest. Solemn fest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Never in my life. Never. Can you I'd... explain? Can you explain? So they need a private joke. Kinda. I can explain if because certain people will be listening. Okay. But <laughs> there was a time in which I was invited to a specific service, and the service was called Solemn Fest. No, it was called Solemn Service. And I messaged women. I go, do they want me to come there and cry? Because that's not what I want to do. I'm not in that place in my life where I want to come to a service that's dedicated just to being solemn. That's not what I want. And I was ridiculing it. It was like solemn fair, solemn party, solemn festival, sackcloth and ashes, come there and be mourning, come there and prostrate. I can't. I'm not with it. I don't. That's not the kind of person I am. I want to go to church. I want my spirit to be edified. In a, in a good way. I don't want to come down and be reading the whole book of Psalms when everyone's killing us. I don't, I don't, that's not what I want. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to don sackcloth, sackcloth and ashes in order to read the Bible. Like you don't have to be on a 77 day fast to read the Bible. You can just read it and vibe with God. The whole point of a relationship is that there's ups and downs, highs and lows. There's good times and bad times. So let's enjoy the Bible and get into that funny stuff. Um, And before we start, I just want to just really just address that some of you are going to, I can just anticipate that there's going to be some people who are like, oh my gosh, that's so mean. Why would you laugh at that? Just pipe down. Because they they will. Because like people enjoy being offended in this year of our Lord, 2018. They just really want to be, they want to be offended. In the day of Jesus Christ. Like literally... (laughs) ad like you don't have to be offended it's all fun and jokes and yes some of the things were sad at the time but they're funny now and even they were funny you know when you what's that saying like um we'll laugh about it later or whatever do you know what i mean like last last loudest it's really not that like i feel like that's just not even almost on the radar of what i was talking about but well it's just like do you know what i mean like it will be we'll laugh about this in the future do you know what i mean like when something bad happens we always say like we'll laugh about this in the future because it's it's funny you will like you're not going to be depressed for the whole of your life. It's actually impossible. Sorry, we may have want to cut this out. But you know what I'm laughing? Maybe we were just doing that live and we we're talking about introducing ourselves mm. to um, the hashtag scripture family. And we were talking about embarrassing moments and doing you was running for the bus. Anyways, I don't know why that even came into your head. Because at the time but it wasn't funny. We don't now. need to talk about it right but now. I don't know. I don't understand why she's putting me up like this, to be honest with you. This is disrespect to, you the, to the, the highest story. degree. You to Do you know how disrespectful this is? Listen, listen, I'm coming for you now. Oh, listen. That's so funny. When I, when I remember something, yeah, just remember this day. At the time, yeah. you didn't laugh about remember, it. Remember, no. But when you told the story day. on live, you was day. laughing. Remember this day, yeah. So basically, the story that she's talking about. You can cut it out. The story that she's talking about 
yeah, is we're basically on one of the lives. We're talking about like the most embarrassing things that have ever happened to us. And mine was that once, <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was in when I was in college. Who told me to wear a boob tube to college? I don't know who told me. I don't know who told me to give, who gave me that information. And I don't know who told me that information, like to wear that with a strapless bra, right? Okay, so this is obviously you get where this is going, right? So I'm running for the bus, right? Running across the road for the bus. (laughs) And my boob tube and my my strapless bra just disappear into into thin air. As in the Holy Spirit just strips me of my clothes and my breasts just fall out of the boob tube. So that's what she's laughing at. But I don't see the correlation. I don't know why, what it has to do with this podcast. I don't know. You said at the but time it wasn't funny, but now later on in life we laugh. Is this the only thing that you can that's think of that was that not my, funny at the time? <laughs> I really don't know. Anyways, back to what I was saying. So like as humans, we just find unfortunately we just happen to find other people's misfortunes funny that's what most comedy is based on most comedy is like slapstick comedy like oh someone slipped on a banana ha 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 Mm. they probably didn't find it funny they probably hurt their knee you know what i mean but we still laugh at it so just pipe down and calm down that's that was the point i was trying to make Mm. and i also wanted to give a scripture of proof that god has a sense of humor which is psalms 37 12 to 13 the wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them but the lord laughs at the wicked for he sees that their day is coming he knows how to laugh do you know what i mean like he knows how to chuckle so um chuckle, chuckle vision. Chuckle vision. let's get into it okay so my first scripture is probably the funniest scripture in the bible so we just really started at the beginning <laughs> so let me just tell you genesis oh i've done it again <laughs> <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> I don't get it. This is ridiculous. I can't understand. Basically, guys, I never put the chapter of the I only put the verses and not the chapter. And I really, really, I actually assure you, I tried really hard this time to put the verses in and it didn't work. I mean the chapter in and it didn't work. But I've got it now. It's Genesis. Stop laughing at me. I really tried, Tina. And it's the first scripture. I can't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because the planning meetings that we've been having. Her one comment about herself was, I really wanna try. And put the put the chapters in the bath. <laughs> Do you mind? Do you mind? She's actually crying. She's actually removed her glasses and is she now says, wiping real tears from her eyes. This is not fair. I did it again. Oops, I. <laughs> Do you know what? I feel like this. This we really said, yeah, that we were gonna make these podcasts fifteen minutes and we. It's been 15 minutes. I'm sorry, 45 minutes. And it's been 15 minutes and we actually haven't started yet. So I don't know how that's going to work. But let's see what we can do. Okay. Okay. I can't do this episode anymore. Genesis 30. I'm starting. We're starting. I'm starting. (laughs) Okay. Genesis 30, chapter 14 onwards reads. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Okay. Just be quiet. So it reads. And Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them unto his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, so can I just give you the background to the story? You know who Jacob, Rachel and Leah are, right? Jacob is Jacob, obviously, like the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. And Leah is the wife that Laban, his uncle, made him marry, basically tricked him into marrying and then, but Rachel is the one that he really wanted to marry. So Le- Leah is like, psychic. basically psychic, but she's not because she's his first wife. But Rachel is the real deal, the main squeeze. This is love and hip hop. Yeah, basically. Do you know what I mean? <clears throat> like I haven't even started. So um, then Rachel said to Leah, give me, I pray to you, of your son's mandrakes. And she said unto her, is it a small matter that you have taken my husband? And would you take away my son's mandrakes also? Sorry, can we just stop there? <laughs> what you basically just said is, so it wasn't enough for you to have my husband, but now you want my mandrakes. Is that not the pettiest thing you ever heard in your What's life? What's mandrakes? Like tangerine? Mandrakes? I don't actually know. I thought I thought like it was like aubergines, uh, but I don't know. So you take my husband. I also want to take my... My fruit my, and veg. My, my aubergine. My Are you not full? What's a mandrake? I really don't know. Okay. It looks like flowers. <laughs> Whatever it is, yeah... 
it's just funny because this is not love and hip hop. This is the Bible. This is not TMZ. This is the Bible. So it's just really funny. Not only that, but then, and she said unto her, is it a small thing that you take, yeah, you've taken my husband, but you also want to take my son's mandrakes. And Rachel then said, therefore he shall lie with you tonight for your son's mandrakes. So basically what you're telling me is, yeah, that Rachel is whoring out her husband for mandrakes. <laughs> This is crazy. Like, this is the actual Holy Bible that we're talking about here. That she said, I will sell you sex from your husband wow. for these mandates. And it's sad for Leah that she has to pay for sex with her own husband. But at the same time, you can't tell me that that's not funny. And you can't tell me that, that, res- that her response is not funny. Because maybe it was be like, liar. maybe it was like Leah's night. Like she really wanted the D. But it couldn't have been her night because she's buying it with her mandates. She even says, <laughs> she even says to Jacob, she says to Jacob, you must come into me you, mm. with my son's magic. Mm. And he will lay with, and he lay with her that night. Mm. Like, as in, it, this was a transactional transactions. I don't know what kind of Child shady... I pay for you tonight, honey? Prostitutional dealings these people were dealing with. Red light district. But... Like, Mandrake district. It's very serious. It's very serious. She really need, needed the D and she got it. But at a price. <laughs> Um, the next one on our list of super funny things that happen in the Bible, I think it's a story that we all know when God is literally trolling Samuel. And this, for me, I feel like it's just the annoyance level must have been at 56. Because so in first Samuel, um, God is calling Samuel and he calls him three times and it doesn't say anything. It's like Samuel. Cricket. Silencio. <laughs> Samuel. He's like, yes. Yeah. Imagine your mum, your parents calling you. They'll be calling your name. For me. Yes, mum. Five minutes later. <laughs> For me. Yes, mum. What is it? For me. And then finally, God starts talking. Okay. And it was effectively the most legit prank prank call just imagine the annoyance level imagine you're sleeping and something mysterious is calling your name first of all you're shook okay first of all you are super 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 shook and the thing is what's add an insult to industry industry Industry. i didn't (laughs) i didn't insult to add insult to injury add insult to injury is that he not only is like okay he says yes 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 he goes he gets up from his bed and goes to what's the guy's name eli Goes to Eli and he's like, Eli, you calling me, yeah? Eli's like, are you done, bruv? And he goes back to bed. God calls him again. He now gets up from his bed again. And he's like, Eli, you calling me? He's like, no. And just it's too annoying. It's absolutely way too annoying. God was fully trolling Samuel that night. It was a full troll. It was a full prank call. It was fully your mom calling you to come and wash the plate downstairs. But she's just assuming that you know that the plate has to be washed about telling you that you have to watch the play. Okay, so this is a story, right, that me and Tina are always saying that if we were God in this situation, we would have actually shut down the whole earth. And it's really actually not that deep, but me and Tina find it just deep. And this is when Moses is just complaining about how he doesn't know how to talk and God should use somebody else because he doesn't want to be involved. And God is like, are you dumb? Like, that's basically God's response. But let me read it. It's Exodus 4, 10. See? 4, 10. Okay. <laughs> then Moses said to the Lord, O Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow to speak and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth or who makes the deaf, the mute, and the seeing or the blind? Have not I, the Lord, now therefore go and I will make your mouth and teach you what you shall say. And then again, <laughs> Moses then says, Oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord is kindled against Moses. And he basically gets Aaron to do the job instead. Because he said, I've told you to do this a couple, couple times now. And you're actually ignoring what I'm saying. And I'm a whole God, you know. It's not that I'm your mom. I'm actually God. And hey, I actually created the whole universe. So the temerity that you have to actually tell me, no, I'm not going to do this. Can you get someone else to do it? Is actually like, I would actually kick you in your face if it was me. But God didn't do that. God was actually really nice. And I could just imagine God being really tired and being like, okay, then fine, mm-hmm. whatever. We need to do that. <laughs> we can't be, don't be a Moses. Don't be an Aaron. 
Okay, and then just basically, okay, the whole of Exodus and, and Numbers is just a joke because of the way that the Israelites and their, shab- their shabby behavior, their shambolic I don't even think shambles is the, is the of word. a behavior. I don't understand. Ridiculous. They have, what's that, what's that, what's that thing when you just forget? What have they have? Amnesia. Like, they have amnesia. They have Nemo brain. Yeah, Nemo. they're just like. What's it not? Nemo's Dory. Dory is they have Dory brain. God will speak this second. Say, don't touch this frog. Yeah, the very next minute they've turned the frog into a mountain. And I don't understand. Like I don't get they don't how. Know. <laughs> like, can you God will say. You okay, okay. God will say. Understand what you mean. By don't that. do something. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy with it. Uh huh. They will say sorry. Uh huh. 24 seconds later, like, oh. you know, they will do the exact same thing. And yeah. I don't understand why they're like that. God will literally say, God is in their midst, right? He's there hovering in fire on top of their head by night. Was it As day? in literally. And then by night. And then in the day, there's him. He's hovering on top of their head with, with, with a cloud. There's manna falling from the sky. God is literally in the midst of you. And yet you can't remember what he said two minutes ago. Are you dumb? Are you actually dumb? I think they're doing it on purpose because you can't be that stupid. It's either you have amnesia or you're intentionally trying to annoy God and he will slap you. And that's what happened. So speaking about the manna from heaven, basically, obviously they're in the wilderness and the miracle that is the manna from heaven, God is providing them every morning without fail, right? And then they have the actual audacity to now come and complain about, oh, you shouldn't have, why did you take us from Egypt? You took us from Egypt to come and kill us. Hmm? Are you okay? Wow. So then, <laughs> so then God gets annoyed. And this is why you know God is an African parent. Because God gets annoyed, right? And he's like, sorry, but um, let me just read it. Hold on. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But basically, it's Numbers 11, 10 to 20. So you can go read that on your own time. <laughs> then Moses heard the people weeping throughout their families. Moses says to God, why have you afflicted your servant? And why have you, um, why have I not found favor in your sight that you have laden, laid the burden of these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Am I their father? Is it me? <laughs> have they come from my loins? Is what, this is what Moses is saying. Did I beget them? This is as in verbatim, word for word. Did I beget them that you should say to me, carry them in your bosom? This is still, I'm not paraphrasing. Carry (laughs) them in your bosom as a guardian carries a nursing child to the land which you saw to your fathers, blah, blah, blah. So basically Moses is like, this is who I... I'm not. I'm not their dad. I'm not. I'm not their grandma. Can you actually deal with this? And then, he, and then at the end of his monologue, he then says, "If you treat me like this, please kill me here and now. If I have found favor in your sight, <laughs> and do not let me see my wretchedness. Like as in, so it's better for me to be dead right now than for me to manage these Israelites because they're actually wilding. So it's like, how do how do you imagine God feels then, if Moses feels like this? it's crazy so then god gets angry and god says to them consecrate yourselves for tomorrow this is from verse 18 consecrate yourselves for tomorrow you shall eat meat because they're complaining that they don't have meat they only have manna and he says um for you have wept in the hearing of the lord who will give us meat to eat and so god says okay for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils you will eat meat that's that's a very African parent thing to do. Like, if your African parent catches you smoking, they'll say, okay, that's fine. And then they will now go and buy 27 cases. Smoke in my presence. Smoke right here. Smoke it now. 27 packets of cigarettes. Now you will smoke it. Smoke the whole thing. <laughs> until you get cancer. Because until it's cancer you you've come to collect. So go and get it. That's the most African parent thing I've ever seen in my life. That's, that's where they get it, it. from. Now that's you know where they get it from. If you want to taste meat, you'll taste it. Oh yeah, come. <laughs> Do you know what it's like? You know Matilda when Miss <laughs> Trunchbull makes that boy eat, eat the, the whole cake? cake. I can't remember what his name is, but makes him eat the whole cake. Well, he manages though. <laughs> Me, I would manage as well. You know? Okay, moving on. So, when God told Isaiah to walk around naked for three years, <laughs> just to make a point to the Israelites, as in, you're actually rude. You're actually rude. God's actually rude. And, and then he also made Hosea marry a prostitute just to make a point like he just makes people's lives a point and it's funny because obviously he's got his tackle dangling around about whilst he's um that's an interesting phraseology <laughs> that is what that is what um, that's what apparently he did um just to make a point that they would be led 
um, into captivity, but as naked because they, you know, they had been going astray and that was their punishment. But did you need to punish Isaiah specifically? Was that was that specific punishment really needed? I don't know. But you are God, so we'll just um, we'll Can just assume that there was no other way. <laughs> I'll read it to but um, Isaiah twenty verse one to four. In the year that Tartan came to Ashod, when Sargon the king of Assyria sent him, and he fought with Ashod and took it. At the same time, the Lord spoke by Isaiah the son of Amos, saying, "Go and remove your sackcloth from your body and take your sandals off. So even barefoot, you know, <laughs> off your feet." And he did so and walked around naked and barefoot. Then the Lord said, just as my servant Isaiah has walked around naked and barefoot three years for a sign and a wonder against Egypt and Ethiopia, so shall the king of Assyria lead away the Egyptians as prisoner um, and the Ethiopians as captive, young and old, naked and barefoot, with their buttocks uncovered <laughs> in the shame of Egypt. Like... Couldn't you have just said that? <laughs> I don't understand why Isaiah had to be butt-ass naked. Literally. For three years. For three years. That's a lot of years. Did you know that? That's a lot of breeze. Wow. That, um, it's warm in those parts. That's true. That story about the manna, isn't that one of the ones you're talking about with when um, God made, was it Aaron, made the children of Israel drink something that they had made? What was it that he had made them drink? The golden calf? Please tell that story. I just feel like the Israelites actually are all trash. But sorry, no, that's not because we're all trash. All of us are. But okay, so then Moses, especially, <laughs> you know, okay, so you know when the, the Israelites have, no, Moses has gone up to the mountain, Mount Sinai, for 40 days and 40 nights to be with God, fasting and praying and doing bits of God. Like a real man like, should, like, honey. You know I mean? Like being really, really intimate with God, right? Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, during um in the camp, back in the camp with the Israelites, they've all gone a bit wild. He's only been there for like a month, yeah. And they're like, okay, no, we need another God because this is too much now. We can't, we can't deal. I don't understand what the problem was, to be honest with you, but okay. So this is what happens. Exodus 32 verses 20 to 24. Basically, they're complaining and asking him for the calf. And then Aaron, when, when Moses comes back down, Moses is like, what on God's green earth is going on here? And Aaron is doing the biggest denial, shifting, blame, scapegoating that I've ever seen in my life, right? Moses says, what did these people do to you that you have brought up such a great sin upon them? So Aaron said, do not let the anger of the Lord become hot. You know the people that they are set on evil. But you're actually part of it as well. But okay. Um, For they said to me, make us gods that we shall that shall go before us as for this moses the man who brought us this moses they're disrespectful you know as for this moses this the man day. who brought us out of the land of egypt we do not know what has become of him he's only been gone 40 days by the way um and i said to them whoever has any gold so this is you this participating is Aaron right saying to yeah them. Aaron says um whoever has any gold let them break it off so they gave it to me and i cast it into the fire and this calf came out now i don't know a lot about physics but i'm pretty sure that didn't happen aaron i'm really really actually quite sure that you didn't just toss the gold in there there has to be some more work that went into that and you were part of it stop trying to do shift blame game you are actually part of it you were the number one sculptor yeah, but now you're trying to say that magically the golden calf just came. Don't do not do that. Don't do that. God is not dumb. That must That's have been a wild, thing. wild, wild party. So they're partying and they're in the midst of the party. They're like, no, we need another leader. <laughs> no, <they laughs> so that's it. another leader. <laughs> I don't get it. That's crazy. Yeah, so Aaron, yeah, be serious. So then what does um, Moses make them do? Oh, sorry, yeah. So, <laughs> so then Moses grinds up the golden calf and makes them drink it and that's also a very african parent thing that's basically mm-hmm. the equivalent the african parent equivalent of putting pepper in someone's bum oh, that is yeah. that's that or me or, or in your eye yeah <laughs> so rude that is very rude very 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 rude okay um and then isaiah 45 verse 9 this is just god talking to you us because we're trash saying woe to him who strives with his maker let the potsherd strive and the potsherd of the earth 
Shall the clay say to him who forms it, what are you making? Or shall your handiwork say he has no hands? This is to people who are atheists, basically. He's saying, are you dumb? Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't, as a pot, you can't now come and say, you know, when Christians are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to do, basically, when Moses was saying, oh, I don't want to do this, this is God's response. Shall the clay say to the person who formed it, what are you making? It's not your business. Can you just do what I say? Who born you? Who is it? And then when the, when the atheists are coming and saying, oh, there's no such thing as God. But how can the clay or the handiwork, the chair, come and say, oh, I just got here by accident. My maker has no hands. It doesn't make sense. Be I rational. You, I evolved Be here. <laughs> I just came. Evolved from what? Literally. That's, the, that's my question. But anyway okay okay so then we've got we've got another one first samuel 2 um 21 um no that's what that's not correct first samuel 21 10 to 15 now i'm going to read it and i'm going to explain why it's hilarious okay then david arose and fled that day from before saul and went to akish the king of gath and the servants of akish said to him is this not david the king of the land did they not sing of him to one another in dances saying Saul has slain I can't even read it without singing the song Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands that's that Michael (laughs) Todd video where he's like David I was like David David killed ten thousand Saul one thousand right (laughs) like the ultimate shake so they're singing hey ain't that a song about him this is the same David right like the same big man David like top 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 King David, okay? This is him, yeah? All right, cool. Verse 12. Now David took these words to heart and was very much afraid. This guy's always shook of something. I don't yeah. understand. Every minute, every single true? minute, every somebody will say, oh, there's a pigeon. Boo. He'll cry. <laughs> you know, like literally... Then David took these words to heart and was very afraid of Achish, the king of Gath. So he changed his behavior before them, pretended madness in their hands, scratched on the doors of the gate and let his saliva fall down on his wow. beard. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Is it, you, what, what, is it? what is it? What's the matter? As in, then Achish said to the, <laughs> then Achish said to his servants, look, you, you, <laughs> Look, you see the man is insane. Why have you brought him to me? Have I need of a madman that you have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall his fellow, shall this fellow come into my house? <laughs> so what Akish is really saying. So listen, so not only did, did David now pretend to be a madman, for what reason we don't know. Someone he don't we don't know. He just decided I'm gonna pretend to be a madman. So he's now le- he's now drooling and all sorts. Akish is like, oh, like, oh, why did you bring this nonsense to my house? Of all things he could say, he said, Why did you bring this nonsense to my house? Not why is King David mad? Not that, okay what's the matter what's wrong like you know what's happened to him maybe he's traumatized no he didn't say that he said why is this madman in my house i can't the rudeness knows no bounds literally (laughs) and then he said did i ask you to bring my pest into my house (laughs) it's like so why did you bring this man to my house and is it me that asked you to bring him here how african is that so you now come to bring a vagabond to my house to be not why is he a vagabond? Why is, where's his parents? Why is he homeless? What's the problem? Let's help him. No, so you brought nonsense to my house. That's literally what Akish said about, not a randomer, King David, because King, King David was there doing, doing, I can't see anything, doing madman inside somebody's house. Too stupid. It's actually too stupid. And I don't understand why David was doing that number one and why Akish cared not. Carest thou not. For King David at that particular time, okay. Um, and then there's another, there's another one <laughs> when David. I don't know if you guys noticed, David killed Goliath twice <laughs> in the Bible, okay. As in, like, and I'm gonna read it, and it's like, I'm gonna read it, okay. I will read it. African accent. This is what David said: If I kill you, you will be dead. Yeah, that's what he said. If I kill you this day, you will die. In actual fact, that's what happened. So let's let's read it. And David put his hand into his bag and took from it a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. And the stone sank into his forehead so that he fell on his face to the ground. Thus David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a sling and stone, and he struck the Philistine and killed him. 
semicolon. But there was no sword in David's hand. He's like, okay, he's dead, but he's not dead enough. Yeah, <laughs> he's dead, but he's not dead enough. I'm going to kill you that times two today. Yeah. <laughs> then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of his sheath and killed him. <laughs> no, but did you not just say it? he was dead already? <laughs> no, but David said, if I kill you today, you'll die. That's what he said. You will die a killing death. Die, death, die. But <laughs> today, I'm not just going to kill you. You're going to die. And, and that, for me, when God was telling the story, he needed us to fully understand that it wasn't just any ordinary death. It was death times two. Death 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what happened. That's in First Samuel chapter 17. Like, I don't understand. You will die and die again today. You will die on the line. You die on the line. <laughs> you you die on the line. The whole book of Jonah is just a joke because I'm not going to read it because obviously it's a book. But like the fact that Jonah is like basically a Pharisee of his time and is like I don't want to I I don't want to preach to the people of Nineveh because you know they're they're trash and um, God is like. But who are you, though? <laughs> and Jonah runs away so that he doesn't have to preach to the people because he thinks that they deserve judgment and because he thinks that they deserve to have whatever come up and, you know, God has for them. But God is like, you're going to do, like, you're going to do what I say. And Jonah's like, no, I'm not. So he runs away and he gets on a, on a ship. And then God is like, okay, we shall see. <laughs> so he's st- basically, he starts, <clears throat> there's a massive storm. And Jonah, everybody knows, like, Jonah's basically said, like, okay, I know the storm's happening because of me. And they're like, I think that you should leave then. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you, I think you should gonna, leave the boat. I, I think <laughs> that you should immediately leave because, obviously, we don't want to all die. So, basically... But where? <laughs> jo- jo- Jonah got to go. And when Jonah went, not only did he... Not only is he overboard now, but he's swallowed by a, a fish. Now, I don't, I don't know what kind of cruelness cruelty, ridiculosity this can be. But I don't understand how you manage to be swallowed by a fish for three days <laughs> and then spit out. And then you do now, because now it's just like, I know God is going to find me wherever I go. That was God's point that he's trying to make. Like, wherever you go, I will catch you. Mm. You can run, but you can't hide. Mm. So you might as well just do what I, what I say. So then eventually, Jonah does do what he says. He goes to preach and then they all repent, and which is great. You know, when people repent, you're supposed to be rejoicing. Da, da, da. What is Jonah doing? Sulking. He's not happy because he didn't want them to repent. What kind of wicked prophet is this, by the way? I don't even understand because you're supposed to be overjoyed. He will leave the 99 to to go and look for the one. But Jonah is doing... You deserve your to die. eyes. <laughs> cover, covering my eyes. I don't want to see 99 or one. It's only me. So... Um, Jonah at the end is like um, you know nursing his wounds underneath a, a tree and God then makes worms come and chew the tree so that the vine withers just to show you don't have shade for every, anywhere there's no way you can hide from me like your trash behavior is you who's trash not the people of Nineveh so you shall see it and you shall see it wherever you go from start to finish in the middle and at the end you shall see it you shall see me <laughs> just imagine that imagine you're trying to hide from God right so you go and sit in your car and then the car just disintegrates yeah, around can't, you can't, can't. <laughs> if you make it modern day like you're actually trying to hide you're all you're like okay do you know what let me not just your house, like, and then your house is crumbled. and the house just crumbles around you like you're on a chair God, God, God is saying listen talk to me and he's like no I ain't and you just go and sit down and that chair it's like someone pulls the chair from under you that's what God is doing he's trying to let Jonah know I don't know if you think that you run this world but yeah. I run this world me I run it and everything you touch myself it will crumble it's what I found out is that the line no, it's just the um, it's the passion that you <laughs> that really concerned me to be honest. Too funny. Wow. Um. Yeah. Okay. So then. Okay. This one's a really short one. Basically, uh, King. What's his name? Jehoraham. Jehoraham. You know, I can't pronounce all of these Hebrew names. Everybody should just get an easy name. We're gonna call him King Jerry, right? King Jerry. Jezza. King Jerry. <laughs> yeah. He's basically he's an evil king. God doesn't like him. And he makes him die this really gruesome death. It's horrible. That's not the funny part, obviously. Second Chronicles 21, <laughs> verse 20. This is his obituary, right? This is, the, this is the writer of Chronicles telling you how the guy died. 
He was 32 years old and he became, when he became king, he reigned in Jerusalem eight years and to no one's sorrow departed. Wow. How rude is that? If wow. someone wrote that in your, in your obituary, what, what kind of life have you really led? Don't let the door hit that you with a good little split. No, no one regretted your going, as in not your mother or father, not your grandparents, not your best friend, your wife. Nobody, nobody cared. They just went on their way. In fact, they were even pleased. They were glad. I was glad when they said unto me. Like, no, it's rude. It's disrespectful. And every writer in every book of the Bible is actually rude. But go on. I don't say. No, you can do this one. Um, when David makes Nebuchadnezzar mad. All right. David makes Nebuchadnezzar. No. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Daniel. Well, I mean, Daniel doesn't really do it. God does it. In the book of Daniel. In the book of Daniel. Okay. God makes Nebuchadnezzar mad. Now, Nebuchadnezzar was doing the madness for a really long time. Okay. And then he repented, but he didn't repent in the correct way. And he, his repent wasn't sincere. And he went back to doing foolishness. And God told him before he went back to doing foolishness, listen, if you just continue to do this foolishness, I'm going to make you start doing it. I'm, I'm going to make you a literal laughing stock. And this is what happened. At the end of the 12 months, he was walking about the royal palace of Babylon, the king spoke saying is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my power by my mighty power and for the honor of my majesty basically um Nebuchadnezzar's got too big for his boots he's now said that this whole kingdom is me that built it for my own power and for the honor of my own name and God is looking at him like oh really really now <laughs> like sure are you sure like really um Nebuchadnezzar's like yeah this is all me in it it's all me rate me put some respect on my name <laughs> I deserve some accolades I deserve some accolades and God's like wait the accolade is coming it's coming just wait on it right while the word was still in the king's mouth this the thing is that God already pre-warned him he's like there's going to come a time you're going to get too big for your boots. I'm going to humble you. And instead of Nebuchadnezzar to not get too big for his boots, he got too big for his boots. And while the word was still in the king's mouth, this is verse 31, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you. <laughs> I like the fact that God said to King Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, it's like saying chief. Hmm? <laughs> chief. Oga. Oga. Oga at the top, Yeah. King, okay, you're the king in it. To you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you and they shall drive you from men and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen and seven times shall pass over you. This is Nigerian Nollywood movie number one. He turns from a man. You can just imagine lightning coming out of the sky. To an animal. He turns from a man to an animal. I don't think you guys have beat it. He turns, and you know the we know the music, like that. <laughs> and then the thing is, you know the music in Nigerian movies will always be retelling what's happening. Nebuchadnezzar has turned into the goat. No, I finished. I finished. Can we finish? Like that's what's happening. Are we gonna finish? Like, you have to do it. Are we gonna finish this podcast? Really deep the thing. This anymore. is it. And they shall drive you from men, and your dwelling shall be among the beasts of the field. They shall make you eat grass like oxen, and seven times shall pass over you. Seven years. Years, seven years of being a donkey like seven years of actually being a goat do you know what it's like to be a goat no but then he can never does no he can never does he knows what it's like to be a goat okay and um Im- just imagine being a king and then going and becoming a goat it's a it's one of those insults it's the biggest insult you can do the biggest insult you can make you're going to become a goat and you became a goat you became a whole goat not waiters of all time goat Go as in like what we used to insult people back home, as in curry goat. But and the irony is that the reason that he got demoted is because he to thought goat is because he thought he was great of all time. Donkey Kong. Hey, that's divine. Or Lord irony, number one, biggest mumu wow. of them all. Imagine too wow. rude. Okay, so in the book of Numbers, God has a bit of an issue with Prophet Balaam, right? <laughs> The man was just doing 419 and it I don't know what he's doing. He's just doing false prophecy for sale. Yeah. For sale. Just like, okay. If like you, some of your pastors. Basically like your pastors. Like, 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 it's still happening today, but there's no donkeys involved today. It's only your, your pastor who's the donkey today. But this is what happens. Yeah. I perceive you live at number 82. Come and give me 5K and you'll give it. You'll give it. Anyways. <laughs> so in uh, numbers 22 verse 22 so basically Balaam is riding on his donkey and 
he's going to somewhere. I can't remember. He's basically going to go and do more shenanigans. Do more for one night. That's what he's going to go and do. And God is not having it anymore. The donkey is going and and an angel keeps getting in the donkey's way. So the donkey keeps stopping. And so Balaam is beating the donkey. <laughs> Balaam is abusing this poor donkey. And then eventually <laughs> the Lord opened the mouth of verse 28. The Lord opened the mouth of the donkey. I want and to reenact to it. Balaam, <laughs> What have I done to you that you have stuck me these three times? And Balaam said to the donkey, Balaam said to the donkey, this is Balaam and the donkey having the conversation, by the way, just in case you didn't lean on to that. Um, because you have abused me, I wish there was a sword in my hand, for now I would kill you. So the donkey said to Balaam, am I not your donkey on which you have ridden ever since I became yours to this day? Was I ever disposed to do this to you? And he said, no. And then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw an angel. And basically the angel of the Lord was standing there saying, listen, if not for your donkey, I would have murdered you. <laughs> if not for your actual donkey who you're now beating, I would have actually cancelled your life. Your life. Subscription to Balaam. You'd cancelled, have died on the yeah? <laughs> You'd just finished. Because you're actually do- doing stupidness. But these times you are now smacking the donkey when it's you who's really the, don- the donkey. That's you that to be smacked. It's you who should be smacked. And it's you I was trying to smack. And if not for your donkey, I would have smacked you. But when I when God smacks somebody, you know you can't live. So, you know. And it's just funny because the obvious reason, Balaam is talking to a donkey. And because Balaam is so dumb, the Lord has no other way to tell him how dumb he is other than making a donkey be able to speak in order to be able... A donkey who... Un, even though they're not... They're actually quite intelligent animals, but mm. when you call someone a donkey, you mean they're stupid. Mm. So it's an insult to have a donkey speak to you because the only person who can speak to you to give you sense is a donkey because you are a donkey yourself. It's too much. That's funny. It's too much. The thing is, it's the fact that Balaam responds to the donkey. I would have come off that donkey. As in, as you were even surprised. Like, that's how lost. That's how lost he was. He was gone. He had missed it. He completely missed it. He was smoking ganja because there's no way that the donkey will be speaking to you and you'll be like, "Yeah, I'm smacking you because you're not doing what I'm telling you to do." You're talking to a donkey. Donkey. You donkey. <laughs> donkey. All right. This one is one of my all-time personal faves. Um, it's when Elijah mocks the prophets on Mount Carmel. So basically, Elijah and the prophets are doing, you know, whose God is bigger, put some respect on whoever's God. And these my um, God false, is greater. Literally, and these false um prophets and wizards, not even prophets, they're wizards, um, were like, Yeah, our God is better. And did Elijah's like, Okay, yeah, show me. <laughs> show me show me what your your gods can do just it's okay let's just do quick little you know what i mean ching chang chong let's just do it let's let's literally do it so this is what they have to do and backstory i won't read it all but backstory is um elijah says okay so what we're gonna do is we're both gonna build a sandcastle in effect yeah we're both gonna build a sandcastle and um or well no we're both gonna build an an altar of offering um but we're not gonna light it Right, so you're gonna put, you're gonna prepare your wood, you're gonna prepare your incense, you're gonna prepare everything, you're gonna put the, uh, you can choose any um calf animal you want, pull it on top, and then call your god down, um to consume the offering. They're like, okay, that's cool, that's that's calm, that's cool, we can do that. And so then they do that, so they prepare their own offering, and that's it, right? They could they now they're call, now they're now calling their god, and the god is not. <laughs> The God is not answering. The, the God is not answering. They've, they've cut themselves. They have cut their arms. They have cried. They have begged. They have pleaded. They have business been 12 hours. Elijah is there. Elijah is sitting on the side chewing an apple. He's just like, where is your God? He's literally just there waiting, like waiting at the door. Like, really? Like, really though? Really though? And then he goes on to say, and then he goes on to say, um, so this is the, the false the wizards are like, oh, bow, hear us. But there was no voice. No one answered. Then they leaped about the altar which they had made and then they started cutting themselves. Verse 27. And so it was at noon that Elijah mocked them and said, but before he's mocked, no, okay, I'll tell you what he does after he mocks them. So he's mocking them. He says, cry louder, shout, like cry louder for he is a God. He's far. You know, gods are far. It's not that he's near. He's a God. He's far. You people should shout so that you can get his note, you know, get cool his call his attention either he's meditating like your god is let me tell you what's happening let me give you a suggestion what the problem is maybe he's meditating rude okay or he's busy rude or he's traveled 
<laughs> all his travel. This is the Bible. This is verse 27. Okay, this is verse 27. All his traveled, or perhaps he's snoozing. He's taking a small siesta. He's resting, he's sleeping. Don't he's rest, he's, he's sleeping. Maybe he's in the toilet. It's maybe like, he's washing his hair. Maybe he's take on the toilet. He's and maybe he's sleeping. Wake him. Hmm? Wake him. What do you have to do to wake your God? So rude. And they cried aloud and cut themselves as was their custom with knives and lace until the blood gushed out of them. And then when midday was passed, they prophesied until the time of the offering again in the evening sacrifice. But there was no voice and no one answered and no one paid attention. And then Elijah's laughing. He's sitting on the corner, probably just laughing his head off. And then what he goes and does is just so rude. He's like, I will pepper you today so he makes his altar and then he pours water on it yeah (laughs) he makes his altar he pours water he drenches the wood in water not only does he do that but he makes a moat around the sacrifice like you know when you're building a sandcastle and you like make like a little moat which is like where the water will go around like you know a, a pool around your sandcastle he makes a moat around his altar and then he like god before he even finishes calling god god just consumes the whole thing licks it up and he's like so um what you say now like <laughs> like literally what you saying and it's just rude how can you say your god is sleeping he's gone to the toilet he's traveled he's driving <laughs> Let's reschedule. How can you Maybe say he's on the phone? Wow, too rude. Hmm? He said your God has travelled. He doesn't have cool. He didn't tell you. Oh, he's travelled. He, huh? he left this morning, Seth. Like that's literally what he said, and he's very rude. Also, um, Genesis chapter four, when Cain kills Abel, and God like um banishes him and says you'll never settle anywhere. Um, it's funny because then eventually Cain like begs him and is like okay i need to settle down now because this is getting long and god is like okay i'll send you to the land of nod and that's funny because the land of nod the word nod is like the root word for the word to wonder (laughs) in hebrew so it's like you're settling somewhere that's called that the name of the place is called to wonder so it's like how much rest will you really find in that place (laughs) so it means so god is always playing those kinds of tricks on people which is kind of funny well not tricks but you know what i mean Yeah. Um, yeah okay so basically the whole book of proverbs is just whoever wrote it solomon obviously um just ridiculing everybody and everybody's lives and just calling us all trash constantly throughout the whole thing which is rude and and it's not even like it's just rude like okay because the things that are being said is rude they're purposefully being said in a rude way to ridicule you so that you know that you are trash and so some examples of that are um proverbs 1 26 and it's wisdom talking here and wisdom says i will also laugh at your calamity and i will mock when sorry i love the word calamity it's so funny like i will mock when you you're i will mock you when fear comes it's basically like because you don't listen to wisdom when your life just crumbles in front of your face i'm gonna laugh at you that's if you don't hear you feel right that's like basically if you don't hear you'll feel it's just rude i don't understand so okay and then verse um chapter 11 verse 22 says like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion like can we stop can we stop slut shaming the feet now i'm joking but no it's honestly just everything in the book of proverbs is rude okay chapter 22 verse 13 the sluggard says there is a lion outside sorry (laughs) (laughs) there is a lion outside i will um or i will be slain in the streets basically the modern translation of this is the lion ate my homework (laughs) like i can't do stuff because obviously i can't basically that's just basically what you're saying and as a sluggard sluggard you're trash that's what Proverbs are saying not me um okay chapter 19 verse 19 this is obviously not in any order because chronology is not my strong suit but a man of great anger will bear the penalty for if you rescue him you will only have to do it again so basically it's saying like don't help people because they're trash no sorry, it's not saying that it's saying basically like if someone is an angry person and you bail them out of a fight you're just going to have to do it again in two days time. So you might as well just save your own energy. I know this because my friend is Tina. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> like, obviously, <What laughs> like, she I wants to burn. She wants to burn everybody's I house down. Shot, yeah, I do want to burn people's house uh, down. If I was to, I, I, I say to her on a regular basis, I'm not bailing you out of jail because well, I will. don't have the amount of money that it would require to regularly bail it. you out of jail. <laughs> I don't have it. No, she ready. No, nobody, she ready. Has, nobody has the amount of money that it would require to bail Tina out of jail once she starts going. If she was to really open the floodgates, nobody has it. Oh. There has 
hasn't been. Mm, yeah, there hasn't been. Do you know what that also reminds me <laughs> In of? A that also that that also reminds me of. That also um, that also reminds me of. You know when these hood people be like, oh yeah, free my free my N I G G or free my bro um killer cams, free my bro killer cam. Eh? Why should they free him? He killed somebody. He committed crimes. a crime. Why are they saying free him? Prison. Yeah, free, free Meek Mill. Free, free this guy. Free him. Free, bro. No, but he, Meek Mill's one was different. That's it. Yeah, we'll take that back. Yeah, because mm. that was that was all planned. Free my, free my, my, free my dog. Killer cams. Mm? Free my dog, doggy. My bros them. Keep them inside the bar. Keep them inside prison. Keep them there because they committed the crime. You got to do the time. In my case, if I set somebody on fire, though, it's not because. I I shouldn't go to prison. It was me helping God to do justice. It was me. It was not, that's not the same thing because I do it for a good reason. That person deserved it. That person actually actually deserved it. Free me though. Free Tina. Yo. Guys, listen, Tina. we've got a Patreon now, yeah? So if you want to free Tina, you can contribute to the Patreon. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord without rinsing out our bank accounts to bail Tina out of jail. That's all I'm saying. And then the last one from Proverbs, even though the, it's not the last, it's not the last at all, but the last one I'm going to mention is uh, chapter 27, verse 14. If a man, sorry, this is so me. This is literally my life in one, one sentence. If a man loudly blesses his neighbor early in the morning, it will be taken as a curse because no matter what you say, if you said it whilst I'm sleeping and it's early in the morning, I will not receive it from you because you actually don't respect <laughs> my sleep and you think I'm a morning person, which I am not. So... Always reserve your blessings, your blessings, your blessings, blessings on blessings on blessings. Always reserve your blessings for like after 11 and then we'll be cool because uh, before 11, I'm not awake. So cool. Okay. And then I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to read a little one. Let me read the passage first. So take it from John chapter 21, verse 25. And I'm going to read it and I'm going to tell you why that this is very, very, very African. Okay. And this is John 21, 25. And there were so many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written by one, one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. Okay. Amen. This is John signing out of his of Point the gospel. And a period. This, this is John. And he's like, this <laughs> cracks drop. me up. It cracks me up. When you know when Africans or Caribbeans start telling a story and or given good gist and they exaggerate the epicness to level like 65. This is level 100, level 1000. And he they start like, you'll never believe it. You will never ever believe it. If I tell you, you will faint. That kind of this gist is too sweet. John said. That Jesus did so much that there's not even enough books in the whole world to write it. That's what John's basically saying. There's not the exaggeration. I mean, okay, yes, Jesus did do a lot. He was around for three years. But is there, did Jesus do so much that there's no books that there's in, not the enough world? Trees in the there's world? There's not enough paper, to the paper papaya leaves, to... hieroglyphics, leaves, um, line paper, iPad. <laughs> there's not enough anything in the world to write it down. That's what jo- that's what John is saying, and then he dropped the mic and said, "Amen." What are you doing? Full stop. Amen. Why are you shouting? Who sent you? Why are you tired? He's like, he basically, he's like, I'm tired. At the end of the gospel, he's like, John basically saying, if I've forgotten anything, it's because there's too much to say. Boom, I'm done, and it's just too much. Like John needs to relax. He was in his feelings. He was tired. That John's gospel was long. Okay, he was. Sorry. And you bad in right? He was super, super, super tired. John, relax. It's not that serious. Don't need to exaggerate like that. We get it. Jesus was about it, yeah, but not that much. Okay, and there's another one in Acts, right? Um, and this is just Paul being no, yeah, this is Paul being Paul, and everybody else being super, super trash. Okay, so I'm gonna read it to you. It's taken from Acts chapter twenty, verse nine to ten, and then I'll read it, and then we'll go into why it's funny. And there was a young man named Eutychus. Eutychus, but I want to call him Eucalyptus, okay? There was a young man named Eutychus sitting on the windowsill, um, sinking into a deep sleep. Because you know y'all do that at church. Right? Sinking into a deep sleep. And as Paul kept on talking, he was overcome by sleep and fell down from the third floor and was picked up dead. Sorry. (laughs) But Paul went down and fell upon him. And after embracing him, he said, do not be troubled for his life is in him. Okay? Now, how I read it is... (laughs) How I read it is this. It's as if... (laughs) 
It's as if he knew that if he died, Paul would raise him from the dead. He was trying to make a point. You know when you're sleeping in church, sometimes you sleep on purpose so that your pastor can shut up. He was trying to make a point. Paul was preaching. The man was sleeping. Paul kept preaching. Like they're sitting in a room. There's a windowsill. Paul was preaching. The man was sleeping. Paul kept preaching. I'm sure Eucalyptus in. <laughs> hey, I'm sure Eucalyptus was thinking in his sleep. Will you keep quiet? Like, will you not stop? No, I'm sure Paul, Paul was like, I'm closing. I'm closing. I'm closing. One more, one more, I'm one closing. More. I'm closing. Eucalyptus is there just sleeping, waiting for service to end. He's like in his spirit. He's like, will you keep quiet? He said, I can't come and kill myself. Then he actually killed himself. He fell onto the floor. The funniest thing is that, do you know that after Paul raised this man from the dead, he went back to finish his message? Do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> he actually, 100%, the eucalyptus 100%. now purposely killed himself from sleeping <laughs> on the windowsill. First of all, you're not dumb. You're not going to fall asleep on the windowsill. Okay. He purposely killed himself so that Paul could stop his message so that everyone can go home. And then Paul raised him from the dead and then carried on his message. Wow. What? I didn't know you can go to such lengths, you know. I know some of these preachers preach for long. Well, I do. I really do what I that. do when I'm tired is I start getting up. <laughs> start getting up. I'll get up. I'll go to the toilet. I'll be on my, not on my phone. I'll probably be on my phone. But I'm not going to purposely fall off my chair. <laughs> Imagine, I'm falling no, off your chair. I'm going to do that no, actually next time. I'm going to fall off my chair just to say sorry. <laughs> I was I was tired. <laughs> that you have no, as in it's such a deep sleep that you have actually lost all sense of safety and security. <laughs> it's not that like, sleep, but you're nodding back and forth. Your whole body has gone baka, as in it's just dropped dead. And you did die. Like, I think that's the thing. I can't come and kill myself in this service. And then he killed himself. <laughs> I can't come and die here. Wow. And then he died. But I think that's about, that's about it, guys. Yeah. So this episode was sponsored by African Parents. <laughs> who have learned their unique parenting style and skills from the original OG, Father, Father God. They are paying it forward and offering free parenting classes to all their children, whether you like it or not. So just take instruction and just deal with it because you don't have a choice. What's our hashtag scripture? Hashtag scripture today is 1 Corinthians 4.10. 1 Corinthians 4.10. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honorable, but we are despised. Okay? And then Ecclesiastes 3.4. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. Okay? We are fools for Christ's sake. So it's okay to laugh. It's okay to be jovial. It's okay to do silly things. Don't let the donkey be speaking to you, though. Don't do that. And don't let God come and be mugging you off. But he will. He will. <laughs> he will. And don't fall asleep in church, okay? And fall off your chair and bash your head. And that's it. I mean, don't, don't do die that. if you fall asleep in church, actually. I think it's the moral of that story. But the Bible's fun, guys. Get into it. The Bible's very fun. Yeah. Should we pray? Yes, let's pray. You want to go first? I'll go first. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We magnify your name. We lift your name on high. Thank you for who you are, for how great you are, for how awesome you are, for how mighty one, how funny you are. I thank you that you are a father in all aspects. You know that you have your serious side. You have your uh, and you have your funny side. You have the side where you're instructing us in a jovial, loving way. I thank you for the literature that we have, Father God, that we can read and really get to know your nature, really get to know your character. That you are a God of humor. You're a God of joy you're a god of laughing you're not a god who is always mourning or always sorrowful or always vengeful but you are a god of love peace and joy in every aspect but we thank you we love you and we praise you in jesus name amen amen lord and we just um thank you that you've given us a sense of humor and that you've created in us that creative part um you know that that part that has imagination that part that has the ability to do all these wonderful things that are not necessarily so serious and so somber and we pray that you um take away the spirit of false modesty and false piousness lord and that you just give us joy everlasting yeah we thank you mighty god heavenly father just pray that we can continue oh lord to exhibit that joy and to show love onto other people lord. Yes. rather than judging and being judgmental lord let us see the uh, the good side of people the light side of people rather than looking with doom and gloom at every situation that are seeing yeah. the light side and the bright side and the positives in all things mm. um we thank you lord in jesus name we pray amen amen where can they find us forms you can find us on soundcloud and on itunes and on instagram and on facebook and on twitter for 
all of them except for twitter it's hashtag scripture and for twitter it's ht scripture and i noticed guys because i looked on twitter to see what people were saying about us because i wanted to know and people were using hashtag scripture on twitter instead of ht scripture it doesn't get to us we're not going to see it unless i search it and i'm not going to do that all the time so you have to use ht scripture because as i explained before for some strange reason twitter doesn't twitter wants to be an enemy of progress and not let us have the right amount of characters but instagram does let us have the right amount of characters so that is a learning curve for you twitter to fix your life because we don't appreciate it but anyways thanks for listening yes we will hear you we'll you'll hear us you'll hear us next week also they can um oh patreon yes and the live on a wednesday yeah on instagram yeah we'll do instagram live on a wednesday we can ask us questions pertaining to this topic or anything else um that's instagram uh, hashtag scripture yeah bye